attention. T-minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. shortage of unhappy couples in Los Angeles. In fact, they're everywhere. Divorce rates at an all-time high. What about you guys? Do you guys have people that are obviously unhappy walking side by side with frowns? And weirdness in the face. The worst is, is Disney World because it, it's, it's full of unhappy couples that for some reason thought it was a good idea to bring their nine-month-old to, you know, one of the most crowded, expensive places in the world. And okay. you can just tell they're just disgust with each other, with their children. They, they look at, you know, the guy's on his phone the whole time, the girl's on his, her phone the whole time, the baby's screaming, none of them are attending to it. And I just, I see these unhappy couples left and right, and I don't know why they're barreling through, you know, their unhappiness together. I don't know why they're they're sticking it out. It's where marriages go to die. It's where... <laughs> Disney World? Yeah, if you're unhappy and you go there, because you look at everybody else and imagine you have... It's the happiest place in the world, and you have all mm -hmm. these happy people. And if you're miserable, that kind of enhances your... Yeah misery because everyone else is happy and you just want them to have a bad time right when you're upset and angry and sick you want everyone else suffering right and that's the like worst place would, like i remember when i was home yeah. school sick home from school sick on a day where we got like 12 inches of snow and i could go out and play and i would see kids out there sledding and playing and i hated them yeah you feel like the kid in the orphanage that's watching, like, parents give their kids children. You're inside, like, to hell with all of you. I'm yeah. I think that was one of the, the worst parts about ever being in the bar or restaurant industry, having to work and other people enjoying themselves. Oh. Uh. You know, especially if you're not making a whole lot of money that night. That's why I don't see the appeal to a job like that. Yeah, I'm with you. And then they dump their problems on you, like, mm -hmm. hey. Got laid off today. You know what that's like? No, I don't. I just want you to tip me. Does that mean you're not going to tip me now because I have a job? It's great. Are you setting up yourself for a bad tip right now? Are you making an excuse now? Right. I hold my wallet. You And I even see these unhappy couples at dinner together like, you know, oh, let's go have our date night. 
and they're sitting at the table, taping, n- not looking at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, texting. Like just, yeah, texting on Facebook, whatever. Not even looking at each other, and maybe like the guy will make like a, a you know, like a bad attempt to you know maybe start something, and he'll he'll make like a bad joke, and he laughs like a lot, and she kind of giggles and then goes right back to her phone and her face is right back back to that miserable she chuckles look yeah she's <laughs> and he's like ah! mm. maybe it was like some inside joke that they had like 10 years ago and he just pulled it out maybe to save the day and obviously it never works the worst too is when you see the unhappy like it's an unhappy couple with kids like you said but the dad's just unhappy like he's usually sweating yeah. and just like everything, he's like walking ten feet to throw something out. When he gets home, yeah, What's that? <laughs> that he's not going to be able to pay because he he sponsored this trip, <laughs> right? Yeah. By the way, the heat's off. Get your blankets. <laughs> Just don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot too. Uh, obviously, the texting and. Um, you can just see in their faces, like, you know, this. Yeah. these people are just dead inside. They just need to give yeah. up. Yeah. It's like, why are you still together? You obviously don't like each other anymore. Guy's probably looking at some waitress, so obviously he can't take his eyes off her. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Addressing worse. her with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Then he, looks, then he looks over at what's sitting across from them, and he's like, oh, i got to get out of this. Yeah, he fantasizes go. in his head like, like Chevy Chase in Vacation, like, oh, that hot waitress like probably wants me. Like, I could probably get her. I should be with her. No, I'm stuck with you. And then he's mad at her for no reason. Hates his life. (laughs) Holiday roll. Yeah, that's funny to see that. I don't know. It's just been everywhere recently. I've just noticed it more and more, and it's, it's sad. People are just afraid to move on. I think it depends on where you are, too. I mean, you're, if you're unhappy, you're unhappy. But I think there are places that, no matter how shitty your life is, like, you're going to be happy. Like, if you're in the, uh, like, Grand Cayman Islands, drunk on a sailboat yeah. with a million dollars in the bank, I don't care how much you hate your wife, like, then you're happy. Yeah. But the same tide of the token, you could be the happiest man in the world, and if you're stuck in, like, an airport terminal and you're... Uh, delayed for eight hours like you just want to cut your own head off i mean it's yeah. just it's true it depends on where you are you could be at a restaurant like these people i'm observing and maybe yeah. they're just having like terrible service or yeah. like you know they received bad news on the way there i just i just write them completely as just unhappy couples they're not just unhappy in that moment they're right. always unhappy they're like roommates yeah Anyway, so Thursday night we had the uh, GOP debate. Uh, yes. And I didn't watch the whole thing myself. I just saw clips and read some of the transcripts. But <laughs> what circus? <laughs> Donald oh. Trump ripping apart, what's the chick's name, Megan Kelly? Yeah. He tore her apart. Did you see he said she was bleeding was from... On her when she was trying to get a question. I helped her with all the cheers and... Cheers, some booze. They just went nuts. It was like a home run. Yeah, he said she was bleeding from her, bleeding from everywhere or whatever. And he tried to retract that and say, no, I met her nose. Uh, She obviously did it. But everybody loved Trump. 
in the audience that night. Supposedly, yeah, it doesn't matter what he does. Supposedly, though, the whole thing was sponsored by uh, by Mark Zuckerberg, and I guess he was. The rumor is he was actually really? in charge of all the captions because if you notice when Trump uh, made his first appearance, you know they, the the side of the frame yeah. on the screen listed like three credentials. And you know, you look at Mike Huckabee and Huckabee said, Huckabee. you know, Tasmania. ordained minister, Tasmania. lieutenant governor of Arkansas from 93 and then from uh, what was it, 98 to 2006, he was governor. And then it gets to Trump owned 16 golf courses. Right. Yeah. Of NBC's Qualified. The Apprentices. So it clearly looked like, you know, Somebody was trying to do him in, and supposedly it was Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, there's also rumors going around that he flew some people out from Silicon Valley to go be seat fillers to boo down the candidates that Facebook didn't endorse. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to get some research done. Some back, cool. uh, backwards uh, tactics used there. Mm-hmm. Like, Why well, does Facebook have sense. an I mean, opinion? Zuckerberg is probably trying to. Uh, Squash Trump for all of his assets and be, you know, the king billionaire. Yeah. 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 Well, Zuckerberg's sounds, worth more. Really worth more. I think he's worth what twelve billion. Probably close to that. Yeah. 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 Really? Isn't he worth more than Trump at this point? I think. So, Why does yeah. Facebook care anyway? Why do they have an opinion? I mean, they they're they made their money off of a brilliant social networking platform, but it allows others to talk about whatever. It's not. They shouldn't have an opinion. They should be neutral. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, he can have an opinion, but Facebook as a company should be neutral. I mean, obviously they're Democrat, but I don't know. Is anything really neutral? Switzerland. <laughs> you know, like I, I wouldn't Tasmania. be surprised if there was some kind of scandal behind the scenes with Facebook. Yeah, there's a scandal behind the scenes with everything now. Yeah, it'll be the new Enron. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch is ultimately, I think, the conspirator for anything involving you know CNN and their interests or Time Warner. Yeah. What? Um. Where? Where was the debate? What? What city was it? Cleveland. In? Cleveland. Yeah, it was like the whole time. Trump was like a, a pro wrestler getting his like cheap pops, you know, he'd be like, and that's why I'm against immigration. How about it, Cleveland? And then the crowd goes wild. And it seems like he's like, you know, winning this thing when he really was just playing the crowd. He was like, only Rosie <laughs> My tie is red. Wow. Only Rosie O'Donnell, right? Right? <laughs> I loved Rand Paul's hair. Oh. Yeah. It's the best so perm ever. Looks like he got a perm before he went in front of the camera. Oh, yeah, it was like a it was blonde, perfect. pubic yeah. perm. Yeah. Rand Paul. Almost He's like great. a really bad toupee. Him yeah. and Chris Christie were going at it. Mm-hmm. That's right. What were they? What were they bitching about? I couldn't follow it. Something to do with um, hugs. National security. And oh, uh, that's what it was. Maybe we could find a clip. Somewhere I can't remember exactly, but it had something to do with national security. And, and then he, and then Rand said something like, 
Yeah, just like when you hugged Obama. That's what it was, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. It's like, what the hell? Wasn't that like after a hurricane just destroyed a city? Yeah, I was waiting for Christy. I didn't get to watch most of it because I actually had a, a, had a phone call, a buddy of mine. It was his birthday, and uh, we I hadn't spoken to him in a while. So I give the birthday. Catch up. Oh, catch up. So I, I missed most of the debate. But uh, I caught the highlights, and you know I, I didn't hear anything about Sandy, and and I thought that would have been actually a pretty good defense for Christie. Yeah. I mean, nobody else in the country from like the West Coast might be able to relate to it, but he could talk. He got slammed on how horrible a deficit New Jersey was, and how he had to rebuild it. Why not go with you? Know, hey, look, I rebuilt the boardwalk on Atlantic in Atlantic City. Come on, yeah, yeah. help me out. Yeah, like we haven't had a hurricane in a hundred years. Mm -hmm. The first one comes and knocks down like our biggest landmark, and I fixed it. Isn't that good? <laughs> and the real feat is that Obama was able to get his entire arms around Christie for the hug. I mean, let's not discredit yeah. the mechanics of the miracle. <laughs> physics. The physics. Yeah. I, I think Chris Christie's a good dude. I like him. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he seems like a blue-collar dude at heart and is more on level with the, the common man and the people than a lot of these other guys. And, uh, you know, he's a tough guy and listens to Springsteen. Like, he's a guy I'd like to have a beer with out of all and the aren't candidates. And don't they always say, like, the president is defined by the tragedies that he... Right. You know, handle, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, Christie had a tragedy and he handled it well. That's fine. But the sympathy yeah, only lasts so long. I mean, people yeah. look at Bush's right. approval ratings skyrocketed after 9 11. But then once, you know, of course, 2000 rolls around, invade Baghdad. Right. He's the worst president that ever lived. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. The, the thing about Bush, though, is, you know, he had unpopular. Uh, ratings throughout his presidency for different things, but me personally, there's not a, another guy I'd rather have in the White House during 9-11 than Bush. I mean, I, I think if you had somebody different, uh, Why? he would have what taken a... He was, as soon as that tragedy happened, he was sort of like, alright, uh... let's fire up the guns, and let's get the jets ready, and in a month, we are bombing targets in Afghanistan and whether they were related or not that's what I wanted I wanted to bomb somebody True. and I wanted planes to be somewhere dropping bombs and yeah killing something because I was pissed and that's what happened <clears throat> and he made it so hard for things like that to ever happen again uh, and I think that's the defining legacy of his presidency uh, whether his I agree with his social issues or decisions or his whatever but I liked his policies I mean I liked his execution I think his execution was great uh, maybe not all of his policies I agree with but the way he executed them boom we're doing it you don't like it too bad go tweet about it write to CNN I don't give a shit we're doing it and he just did it and that's what I think we need more of. we need more you know power to Presidents should just bring take down, a little harder stance and go, axe. oh, you don't like it? Tough shit. I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's what Bush did. And that's what I respected you know, at, about at him. At the time, we thought it was... Well, I mean, essentially that's what the POTUS is doing right now with the Iran nuke deal where 
Polish. Even, even he's getting criticism from his own party. And believe it or not, um, I, I don't have an opinion then on the Iran nuke deal. I'd have to. I've been giving a little bit of research. I, I haven't. I haven't really given enough to it yet to make a decision on it. But I do give a lot of credit to Chuck Schumer, who was a guy, as I've said before, I've uh, been kind of hard in the past on Senator Chuck Schumer, calling him Schmuck Schumer. <laughs> and even to his face, pretty I, funny, actually actually. Yelled, I yelled yeah. at him once in a parade. It was uh, just last year, and I shouted, uh, I shouted at him, you're not taking my guns. I'm pretty sure he, he just walked away as fast as he could when I did that to him. But, um, but you spoke was, your piece. I spoke my piece, but I'm going to give this guy a lot of credit publicly today. This is my... Schmuck Schumer? <laughs> this is my public applause for Chuck Senator Chuck Schumer. And uh, he's basically voted down uh, the, the, the Iran deal. And the reason I give him credit is just because this is a guy who for all intents and purposes, is a pretty big liberal, doesn't usually vote anything in favor of the opposition, and quite often sides for his own team. But this particular time he didn't. He stepped out of uh, party lines to say, I do not support the Iran nuke deal, and here's why. So I actually give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Being good honest, you know, I have respect for when people do that, politicians, they put their own party's interest in the line and say, you know what? This is what I really feel. This is what I believe. And, uh, here's the thing. Uh, look. Mike Biscardi is a great American. And, uh, Michelle uh, talks about the vegetables being grown by some of these uh, people. And, uh, when he wakes up uh, at 0500 to work on these uh, gates, you know what's amazing about Michelle Obama, like the whole garden and be active and eat healthy, or first it was eat healthy, then it was be yeah. active, yeah. and I, I didn't understand why she flip-flopped, like why she went from eating healthy to being active, and it's because all those companies that she wanted kids to stop eating started <laughs> endorsing her. Yeah. Like, what do you mean the, she flip-flopped? She did her thing was vegetables, and now it's exercise. Yeah. Oh. So it's like you know when Coca Cola and McDonald's and Burger King like financially support you, you can't really yeah. preach go go get your food out of the garden. <laughs> no sir. <laughs> Every first lady has their thing. Like Laura Bush was, I think she was oh, like she? education. Oh yeah. Barbara Bush was war on drugs. Or no, oh, yeah. hers was hers was reading. Uh, Nancy Reagan was war on drugs. Um, Hillary Clinton was. I'm gonna look this up actually. I'm gonna see what the first Hillary lady. Clinton, is. Hillary Clinton was taking over. Was taking <laughs> was forgiveness. Was <laughs> yeah, turning uh, yeah. a blind eye, <laughs> looking the other way. Letting go, letting go, and moving on. Yeah. Talk talking about uh. Keep going. Can you imagine Bill back in the White House? I am home alone. Um, like when Hillary's off on like some trip, you know, yeah. you know that that place is bumping with parties. 
<laughs> dancing Broken windows when she gets home right mm-hmm. black Orange chicks <laughs> right yeah it's funny um, yeah it got like the most press coverage i ever remember a gop candidate debate ever getting yeah. uh, i don't know I, I still haven't looked at the ratings for fox news but i'm sure they're sky high it felt like the whole world was talking about it probably astronomical like the population of miami it's like 30 million mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Three hundred thousand. yeah that had to be uh <laughs> off the roof what is the um democratic debate i don't know candidates? well that they have to announce uh an opponent for hillary and i believe joe biden has is halfway into the race he's kind of hinted i think so if anything is confirmed yet oh so biden is gonna run or not sure we don't know yet but i mean it's pretty likely is it really hillary by herself there's nobody else uh bernie sanders i think is going after colonel sanders bernie sanders (laughs) colonel sanders i'd be on board for that (laughs) yeah if it was daryl hammond who played spices it's the secret recipe for votes well we all love holes and we all like movie plot holes. At least some of us do. And we mentioned about two weeks ago, or a week ago, the uh, various plot holes in movies. And I decided to revisit and share this with you guys. Maybe you can all right. add some of your own. Tell me if you've heard of any of these. Sweet. All right. So if you don't know what a movie plot hole is, take your finger and turn off the podcast now because you are <laughs> an idiot. No. Um, I'm going to start with some smaller ones. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Okay. The most recent. Uh, the Ninja Turtles are a huge eight feet tall, massive green monsters. And yet, yes. they fit effortlessly, effortlessly in the sewers and manholes. Oh, yeah. How does that work? Because <laughs> they're that's not... No. Not I can be. barely fit in a manhole. Have you ever been down a manhole? No, and I never. I used to will. always want to get get in one, like on my street growing up. I was like trying to get it off. I just thought it was so cool to go down there. Yeah, because you see the turtles just like grab That's what it, it was. throw it, and and that thing weighs like a thousand pounds. You know. Yeah, lasers. you have to get it off with lasers. Yeah, we're really. Or be a mutant. Ta- yeah. We're really taking the level of reporting and the quality of the podcast on a new level. Tune in for manholes at the <laughs> underscore podcastle.com. Next week, sewer drains and what you can do Orange to get coats. inside of them. We have an interview with Bob's shower curtain fixing, and he's going to be talking about hair. How does it get up the wall? Find out. It's right, finally happened. Hole? We turned into shit. Okay. Uh... Star Wars. Oh. The first one. I'm sorry. The fourth one. Um, <laughs> Princess Leia. What's that? Princess Leia is an emotionless shell of a person. She has given no reaction scene or developed character trauma for any of the following events. Number one, her home planet is destroyed. 
in an unprecedented display of power. Number two, at some point she must realize the man who tortured her and destroyed her planet is her father. Number three, she is made into a scantily clad slave girl by an obese alien pervert. And lastly, <laughs> don't forget the iconic, wait, what? Revelation of the series, she has kissed her own brother romantically, of course. Yet, she just remains emotionless throughout, as opposed to being on Xanax and crying, which you would do in those situations. Really weird. Yeah, it's peculiar. Like, for such an iconic character, she really was, like, emotionless. Right. God. Hot, though, right? Carrie Maybe Fisher in 1976. Oh, yeah, and that gold bikini? Jeez. I've met Carrie Fisher. She was a sweet lady. I, she seems funny. Yeah. yeah. She partied a lot. You could tell. Yeah, she's got, like, a couple books about how she was, like, a huge partier. She's cool. And she but is she's back in the new John one. Travolta is gay. The two of them, I remember, had a big feud going on over that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Carrie Fisher publicly has said, uh, I just wish he would come out. He would feel so much more free. And you know, Travolta comes back and says, That's cute, man. I know what she's talking about. <laughs> she's cute. Welcome back. Uh, Jurassic Park. In Jurassic Park, they restart the park systems in an attempt to get the fences back online, of course. It works, but they have to restart the power. So, what happens? Samuel Jackson leaves to go do that. He is gone for too long, so Laura Dern decides she needs to go do it. Muldoon gets a shotgun and goes with her. The plot hole is, why don't you just take a gun and go with Samuel Jackson? They just let this poor black man go off in the forest on the other side of the compound to turn it off. Oh, well, he's gone, so the... The white chick's going out, so let's get a guy with a gun to protect her, because the black guy with his, you know, cigarette is fine. He's good, but it's kind of a plot hole. He's Why didn't he go. take a gun? You guys agree with that one? I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's like a racist plot hole. Yeah. At the end of Taken, of course, with Liam Neeson, nobody cares that the daughter's best friend is dead. Then in Taken 2... The daughter, ah. hey, daddy, I got kidnapped in France in a first world country, let go to Istanbul in a couple months. Nothing bad will happen there. So let's go on vacation. So they go to the sh shitty part of the city and the same thing happens again. Yeah, it was just like we don't really care why Liam Neeson is just driving around killing people. We just want to see him do it. Mm. I love the first Taken. That movie is one of my favorites. Awesome. It gives you everything you want to see. The whole yeah, time. Yeah, there's no, there's no like dull parts. Yeah, it just keeps going. I'll give you a few more. In you Independence know, Day. Uh, over the weekend, just yesterday, actually, um, the gift. And I don't know if you've had a chance to the see gift. it. Joel Edgerton's oh. his directorial debut, and he wrote it as producer like as well. He does a fantastic acting job. But one of the things I liked about the movie, straight to business. There was no. Long nice. lead up in the beginning. It gets right to the point. Oh, that's what you like. Yeah. Like in the happening, first scene, there's just bodies falling from the sky. You're like, oh, they didn't waste any time. Yeah, I like when they jump into it as opposed to drawing it out. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You're building it up. If you're not into it after like 25, 30 minutes, I'm already like checking out. Yeah. If nothing's in motion in 20 minutes, it's kind of the teetering. I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. I'll give you two more plot holes here. 
All right, all right. All right. In Independence Day, Randy Quaid is signing up to fly in the Volunteer Air Force. And he says he's really excited about doing it so he can take revenge on the aliens that abducted him 20 years ago. At which point, the two recruiters give each other a skeptical look as if to say, Abducted by aliens? Who is this nut job? Then they go back to recruiting people to fight aliens. Uh, so it was, they kind uh, of looked at him as aliens? What a weirdo. Anyway, yeah. we're fighting aliens over here. Right. So if you can just thank you for volunteering, but you're still kind of weird that you believe in aliens. It. Yeah. It's Very like, weird. well, they're real now. I watched that recently too. I, I, I love that movie. I like yeah. it a lot. That's a I good flick. I watched it on like July 4th, I think. And, yeah. You know, because they just play it all day. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's hard to turn off once you start. Yeah. No matter what point you're in. Here's a plot hole about Independence Day I just thought of. I'll make this the final one. The end of the movie, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith upload the virus into the mothership. Right. How did they do so without a modem or without Wi-Fi? Oh. They just did it what in that 1996 stuff, yeah. MacBook. <laughs> Dialogue. And how is it compatible? Yeah, I didn't get that part either. <laughs> didn't make any sense. And then uh, they sit there. Yeah. You ready to go? Fat lady sang. What happened? Yeah, like I think the majority of the audience is like, oh yeah, that can uh, that that can happen. That's computer stuff. I don't understand. So yeah, it, it's real. I can't discredit yeah. something I just don't know anything about. So. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. There's obviously some techno technical. Plot holes. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I want to move topics here. If you guys will permit me, we can talk about this briefly before we get into some serious issues. Maybe they had some government, you know, what? technology. Maybe they had some secret government technology that allowed them to communicate with. That's the, true. Maybe that you know. There's the excuse. Who am I to call that out? I mean, right? How dare you? Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Always love to hear what you. Uh, Opinions on the show, and you know, we're happy to retweet and read them over the air. So follow yes. us on there. Uh, we just reached 500 followers on Twitter. Yes. So over we are, 500. The train's moving. Yeah, over 500. Excited about that. Uh, the most overrated bands of all time. Clearly, overrated, underrated bands are certainly a matter of opinion, as with movies and anything else. But I want to share. Let's all talk about for a minute. Some of the most overrated bands. I'll tell you some that I think, and you guys can agree or disagree and throw in your own. If you have a yeah. The two that come to mind off the top of my head are Kiss. I think they're the most overrated band. Oh. I just think the gimmicky makeup. They only had a few okay ah. songs. And. They had these horrific makeup on, you know, we are the demons of death and we're going to rock. And then their biggest hit is, I yeah. want to rock and roll all night. But hey, they're, they're badasses. And I just think they're so overrated. Yeah, and, the, the lyrics didn't match the look. No, not at all. Biggest hit. And right. they're like assholes, too, from what I read. is They're just cocky. Anyway. I think they're overrated. And um, and Gene Simmons also wears like eight inch lifts on his shoes. Right. <laughs> that <Yeah>. tongue. <laughs> He's really like five three. Yeah. What's his real name? He's a Jewish dude. He's like a tiny Jewish guy. Yeah. Uh, he's Israeli born. He is. Uh, he uh 
Him and Paul. Is it Paul Stanley? His real name isn't Gene Simmons. No, it's something else. I mean, maybe that's his legal name now. But Simmonsburg. Simmowitz. <laughs> Sipowitz. He's on NYPD Blue. That's him. <laughs> Dennis Franz. Um, I get a lot of shit for this one, but the Beach Boys, who I like. I'm a fan, but I, I think they're overrated. I think most of their songs are the, the exact same. A lot of them are ripped off from Chuck Berry. Uh, uh-huh. In fact, like five of their songs are direct chords from Chuck Berry songs. And Brian Wilson is a good musician, but the amount of credit he gets... Uh, and people disagree. They think he's underrated, but I think I think the Beach Boys. I mean, Mike Love singing, you know, Surf and Safari. I don't know how how many times we can hear yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, was there any doubt that they were going to write songs about the same thing because their name is the Beach Boys that they had to sing about the Beach right. Boys? Why? Did, did their crazy father manager? Tell them, hey, you got to sing about the beach because your name is the Beach Boys. You can't sing about anything else except maybe one song about your bedroom, Brian. Right. But I wrote a song about political activism. Nope. Talk about umbrellas and your Nobody cares. 52 T-Bird. Yeah, I always thought they were... Uh... Kokomo was fun. Kokomo was great. I, I, I heard that actually last night on the way home from the movies. And I was like, oh, this takes me back to 88. Yeah. I mean, a big deal that was... Cocktail. That that was a huge song. Mm-hmm. Um, Green it Day. Actually, they wrote. Um, they wrote "Good Vibrations," but they never recorded it. And I think I think there's this documentary on HBO about Brian Wilson. It took him seven months to actually you know, make it, like record all the different instruments, you know, lay them all down on top of each other. And, like he did that whole song by himself, like when it was a final, you know, recorded project. Because they split up. It was up. like a steal. So I guess that was kind of, uh, you know, a big thing. Because that song's great. That's a sad case, too. I mean, that guy did so many drugs, <clears throat> he can't even really function oh, really? for long periods of time. Yeah. Matt DiMarino saw him live and met him, I think, maybe three, four years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, my buddy. And uh, he was on stage, and he's so shaky, and... He had the uh, piano, but he wasn't actually playing it. He was just doing the motions because he can't actually play it, or he uh, wasn't playing it on stage, and he was just out there. But and he had, he had mental illness, and he had a breakdown, and and there's just a movie made about Wilson. So I want to check it out. I didn't know all that. Uh, Whoa! Sorry, <clears throat> lung cancer. Um, I shouldn't joke. Uh, Green Day, super overrated band. Um, again, some fun songs, but I just think Green Day, I don't know why they're still around 30 years well, later. Remember Green years Day later. had their like original run, you know, in the beginning yeah. when they first showed up. Then they kind of like, you know, went away for a little bit, a little bit. Then they came back out in like 2004 with uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And they had like a second huge run. Yeah, they got, like, political. They did, like, yeah. the American Idiot yeah, song or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah, and they had a bunch of big hits, Animal or, or Holiday. I guess they would make a Broadway show. Yes. <laughs> Tunes. Yeah. But I still think, yeah, they're a little overrated. What about you guys? Do you have any underrated or overrated bands off the top of your head? I get why they were so revolutionary because of the time period, 91 and, and grunge, but 
I mean, Kurt Cobain never wrote a song that made any sense, unless I'm wrong, but can anybody ever tell you what Nirvana song no. ever was None. about anything, or was it just some you know, heart-shaped box? Just uh, weird poetry. Yeah, none of those made any sense. Right, it's kind of like the, uh, along the lines of like Jim Morrison or, or Anthony Kiedis. Like you don't really exactly know what the hell they're talking about, right. but it sounds good, so you don't really care. You don't really care, yeah. Which brings me to the next band, and John's going to disagree with me on this one. And Mike, too. I know you used to be a fan, but I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers, overrated. Oh, terrible. And I'll tell you why. Tell you yeah. why I think that. Not taken away from their their talent as musicians or their energy or they have some great songs, but too many of their songs are just start off with a simple guitar and then California. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah. You're from California. You're from LA. I get it. Yeah. Talk about it some more. Don't don't California. All right. What uh, well? Do you only hear their songs on the radio and their you know their popular songs, or do you buy the albums? I've had a few of their albums. I've had the big one when with John Frusciante, who's like one of my favorite guitar players. Even though I'm saying the band's overrated, with uh, Under the Bridge, whatever album that was, was a Blood Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, so that one. I had the one with Dave Navarro with uh, Roller Coaster, and I I downloaded the. Was it Stadium Arcadium? The big one in like 2000. The double, double disc? Yeah. And there's some good songs, but I just think for how popular they are, they have a lot of misses, a lot of their songs. And part of that could be every one of their albums, they have a new guitar player. Like they, They've had like eight different guitar players because they, they either left or got canned or went to rehab, but they've always switched up their group. So I, I feel like they never got the groove together, but... Well, for Shanti or whatever his name is, he was, he was the on the the last the second to last album the one after stadium arcadium um it's called uh i'm with you or so i forget but he came the one back, with snow right? snow was on that one. Oh, yeah yeah he definitely uh i think he may have been on stadium arcadium he might have been like they brought him back but yeah i don't know i read the the biography autobiography whatever it is where you know the person's still alive and an author write the book, um, Ant- for Anthony Kiedis. And you're right; they've everyone's been kicked out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers except for Flea. Like even the, yeah. they kicked Kiedis out at one point. So it is hard to get a consistent sound when they're constantly changing their guitar player at the at the very least. Right. But, it's true. Um, yeah, you can't get a groove. They're good, man. They're just one of those bands where no matter what, whenever they put out an album, I just buy it and I like it. And I saw them live and it was one of the fastest concerts. It wasn't fast. It just felt fast because it was so good. It was every song you knew. Right. You're at a concert and every song they play, you know, it just makes the concert better and in turn makes you like the band more. That's true. You know, and me, my opinion of them overrated doesn't mean I don't like them or wouldn't enjoy them. I would love... I love live music, and I, you know, um, to see the Chili Peppers live. If somebody gave me tickets, I would go, and I would enjoy it. I just mean for their their status as this iconic band. I just, my opinion, it's overrated. But uh, oftentimes, I'll see a band that I don't like and live, and uh, it'll make me into them. Like I saw Lincoln Park, who I didn't give a shit about, 
uh, <laughs> the Sunset Strip Music Festival two years ago, and I had front row. It was right there in the front. Ooh. And I was like, ah, we're going to leave after like 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're leaving. I already don't like it. They haven't come out yet. <laughs> and their energy was so good. And they, they did put on a good live show that I was like, yeah, I'll listen to a few of their songs. I'm not a fan by any means, but it made right. me appreciate them to where I'm like, okay, I, I see what they're doing. It's not really my type of thing, but. It's kind of how I was with 311. Like, oh, I saw them. Whatever happened I to those guys? I saw them, like, in 2004, 3. I and saw in I always wow. liked them, but I never was, like, a big fan. And then I saw them live, and I was blown away. Mm. But I still don't really listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Scar, you saw them, too? What's that? You saw 311, too? I saw them in, back in 99, and... Uh, that's where I I almost died at that. I could have conceivably been trampled on. It was crowd oh, surf. What? What? And I got what? dropped on my back and I got up. And yeah, they cleared the floor for me. I just saw my life flash before me. I said, Jeez. "That's dead." <laughs> where was this at? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ninety-nine, though. I'm pretty sure it was a year. And, I think uh, Led Zeppelin's overrated. I yeah. do too. I've never. I'm yeah. not a Zeppelin fan. I mean, I give them credit because it's Zeppelin. They've certainly stood the test of time. But I am not a fan. No. I I thought for sure you guys were going to bury me for that comment because I just no. I've tried no. to get into them. And I've I just never. can't. I can't take the. Yeah. I, I can't turn on the radio why here. Stairway to Heaven was always the last song of every school dance. I mean, what what's so romantic? About Stairway to Heaven, you know, a song about. Uh, it's eight minutes ten, long. It's because it's really long. It it's super long. Yeah. It's really long. There's like different parts. It's slow. It's fast. Uh, I like the song Stairway. Cool. Yeah, I just don't. I agree. The band's overrated. I mean, and they <laughs> they went going way too long. I mean, they were around since the late '60s, and by. The late seventies, they're they're still doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like please. People say whatever. All oh, all X bands songs sound the same. Well, with that voice that he has on basically every song, you can always tell, and it just gets irritating. I I even bought an album. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this thing, start to finish, and I'm gonna really give Zeppelin a chance. And after the, I barely got through one listen. And I was like, I'm not listening to that fucking whining, whining singing uh, anymore. I can't take it. You know, like uh, Mick Jagger, sometimes it's hard to even tell it's him when you hear a Stone song because he alternates the way his voice is delivered. And and uh, what's his face doesn't? Page. Who's that? Robert Plant. Robert Plant. That's right. Oh, you're talking about the Stones. Well, I jumped over to, I mean, you know, Mick Jagger. He, he, he cut he, out for a second, so I didn't hear you. Mick Jagger's voice isn't always the same no. uh, on any given Rolling Stone song. And Robert Plant, you can just always tell it's him. Yeah, he's singing like eight octaves higher. Yeah, not not for me. <sighs> Yo. I don't know any yeah. other overrated bands. I got one more. All right, I'm going to thank you. Big fan of this band. Uh, you guys have any? Are you going to... You want to put the cherry on top for this overrated band business? Yeah, why don't you cap it off and then we'll get into what?
Nirvana. Didn't we already cover them? Yeah. No, we mentioned them. Oh. You know what's funny about Nirvana is uh, I listened to them recently. I was like, ah, oh, I used to be a huge fan. I started playing the guitar because I got into Nirvana. I mean, they were like, I, I loved them. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to the Unplugged album, which is still like an okay album. But a lot of the songs on their studio albums don't hold up anymore for me. Like as a grown man, it's tough to say like Nirvana is one of my favorite bands because they only had like two, three albums studio and then they had like the Unplugged and all that. Right. And like Mike said with the lyrics, I mean, I respect the band, but I just think of all time, his suicide and their their impact certainly is very important for you know, crushing the 80s metal scene and moving us into the 90s with grunge. Not, right. not debating that, but looking back and reflecting on their material back then, um, it just doesn't hold up for me anymore. It was like a perfect storm, you know. They showed up when that youth was looking for just some sort of excuse to be angry because their life, their yeah. lives were so easy. Yeah. You know, like us as young teenagers, like, we were just kind of like, well, all right, like I don't want, oh, really? I don't want for anything, but I just have this inner urge to wreck shit. And Kurt Cobain comes on and just Breaking shouts guitar. out nonsense, yeah. and it's like, yeah, we're mad now. I hate my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I can so. be angry, and it's okay. Kurt you know said so. You know what's funny too is Biscardi and I used to talk about this was Hendrix how the man made three albums alive and 57 albums dead oh my gosh and he keeps coming out with new albums <laughs> where's this coming from experienced again <laughs> have you more experience <laughs> which uh, obviously there's a lot of things you could talk about that um, pet peeves and things of the world uh, I guess which brings us to the hell is wrong with people? Yay! Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Michael, the hell is wrong with yeah. people? Well, um, uh, nothing huge to report this week, other than you know what? Let's talk about car salesmen. What what is wrong with car salesmen <laughs> yes. that they make such a miserable experience trying to buy a car that you sometimes just walk out because you. You just didn't like the salesman. You don't want to buy a car because he made such a miserable experience. And it's kind of what happened to me uh, the other day. I was looking at the Chrysler 300, and I didn't actually go in there with the with uh, not so much the uh, inclination to buy a car. I was kind of interested, but I didn't actually think I was going to buy one. I mean, I didn't go there presuming. You know, I'm walking out of here with a car. So. Right. Um, Anyway, I went to go look at the car. Nice ride and everything, but I, I just had a feeling that my trade, you know, my, my Abarth, which I'm going to say that the Fiat Abarth's fun to drive, but Fiat. it's the resale value ain't so good. And I knew that was going to happen, so that was more yeah. or less what was going to deter me from actually buying a car. But I get in there, and a guy, of course, he's waiting outside. He's, you know, it's, a, what, a Wednesday afternoon on a hump day. I don't know if sales are big. A new car! A new oh, car! Here comes a new customer. Let's go. Oh, I got you. Want this? I got this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, your bait. Yeah. So I walk in and say, Can I help you, sir? 
And I, I said, I don't know, I'm just okay. looking at 300. Oh, I got some in the back. It seems like a decent guy so far. Let's go to the back. Let's take a look. And um, Yeah, sometimes you can tell right away, this yeah. guy is scum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just... I'm Larry. Yeah. For one thing, he didn't know anything about the car. I knew more about the car than him. Oh. It's, uh, it's got a door. I, mean, I, I said, so is this one, uh, this this is the, the A cylinder, it's the 5.7, right? And he's like, 5.7. And he opens up the hood and goes, oh, yeah, 5.7. Right. No. Here on. <laughs> Who's selling who? <laughs> Jackass. So uh, he does a walk around with the vehicle. He opens a trunk. This is where your spare tire is. I'm like, oh, that's where it is. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I said, so does this thing, what does he got? Puts Here's your steering wheel. 62 horses, and he says, oh, I, I, I think so. I don't, I don't know. I'm new. Oh, <laughs> he just uh, gave up halfway. All right, so he's, you know, opening up every compartment. With, Here's where uh, you put the gas. Yeah, this is where you put the gas. Here's your glove compartment. I can see that. Finally, he goes, you just want to drive it? I'm like, yeah, just shut up again. Yeah, give me the keys. <laughs> You're not even coming with me. Uh, but clearly he wasn't new to car <laughs> sales. He just obviously didn't know much about this particular product. Maybe he came from a GM background, a Ford background. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just didn't know anything about the cars. I said, so is this, uh, Is what is this? I mean, is this on uh, an Italian, like Alfa Romeo chassis? Is it, what, what is Chrysler now? Is it an Italian car now or is it an American car? And the guy had to pull out the, the window sticker to look Google. at it. <laughs> did not know anything. Hold on, my browser's loading. <laughs> do car salesmen get? Are they commission only, or do they do they get a base salary? Uh, they, you could start on a salary. Typically, if you're a new hire, they'll pay you like I don't know, maybe three or four hundred bucks a week, and then a small commission on top of that. It's just until you get your feet wet. But yeah, it's it's a commission only job. I guess yeah. you could take a draw on it. But anyway, so I'm driving this thing, and we get back, and now it's time to talk numbers. Oh, so. where, where the rules of math don't exist. Right, exactly. Let me crunch these for you. Yeah, but how do you just add them? And, of course, I didn't think my vehicle was going to get such a, a, a fetching price. I, I just I had a feeling, because I did yeah. my own research, knowing that the car's resale value isn't that great. But... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he did. I won't even get into the specific number, but he certainly didn't offer me even what what I thought he was going to. But and I going with the rebuttals now. Makes a phone call to the, um, I guess to the purchasing manager. The, yeah, the the, the nerd, yeah, the the, out, the the account. Right, and then uh, he he tells me how much Sweat said. Nah, man, I don't think we could do business with that one. Oh well, hey, we tried. Well, hold on. Ah, ooh, e. Yeah. Yeah. Ching Chang one with a big bang. <laughs> and he said, uh, "Well, what, what were you looking to get?" And I said, "I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I didn't come in here with a specific number, but that's not good." Right. Okay, well, give me some ammo to go back there with. And I said, "Ammo? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think I have some in my trunk. Is that <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I think. Uh, so." He just kept going on, and I said, why waste your time? We're not going to do a deal. You go back there. Here's what I want. I want to just start all over. There you go. Take, Give me the what's left on the loan, which I know you can't do, but you asked me. 
And he goes, well, let me go back and take a look. I'm like, fine. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> Where are you going? Them. Just do it here. Why? Why? What room is yeah, this? Right, is like, the wizard back there? Past fourth grade math, we can do it together. Right. right. Let me crunch this for you. There's a calculator <laughs> on my phone. Here you go. I'm going to go feed this to our robot and figure right. out what right. are. So I'm going to go see what Thor says. so ridiculous <laughs> that the price of the car now increased quite a few thousand dollars because of the left the rollover loan on my car. Right. And uh, he shows me the payment and he goes, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the best I could do. I said, yes, I know. I told you you were wasting your time. This, <laughs> what did you I told you this already. Right. But you just have to go through the whole spiel that they train you to do. And uh, anyway, so I walk away finally, and I said, "God, what a just what a miserable experience! No wonder people just hate buying cars. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do factory outlets? We could just buy straight from the factory, and right, you know, right. no no retail." But yeah, yeah. What is the Chrysler, the Chrysler three? It's three hundred M. You said. No, that's that's. What were you like looking the, at? The nineties. It was a Chrysler three hundred, but it's not 300. the M. Oh, the 300M was, was the one with the fish eyes, right? Had those big, like, headlights that looked like fish eyes. This one was the 300S. Oh, it's it a nice car. $40,000 car. It was a nice car. Um, You're starting to develop a fleet of cars, from my understanding. What do you have yeah. now? You have a Fiat? I got the Fiat A-Bar, yeah. You have a pickup truck? A-Bar? No, nah, I got rid of the, the pickup. Yeah. Fiat's the, nice cars. That's a thing. Speaking of that, another. Let's talk about. That. I didn't plan on this one, but what's wrong with some? I don't know if I should say mechanics because I don't know if they're considered mechanics. But grease monkey, shield grease monkey. Had, yeah. No, I had to get a windshield repair. So oh, I, don't, I don't know if they fall into the category of mechanics or not. But yeah, if you work on cars. You should probably know how to drive a manual transmission. Oh. No way. This guy asked me, is it a now, is this a stick? Or a stick? I'm like, take a look inside. I'm like, yeah. it's a stick. Yeah. He goes, oh, uh, I don't know how to drive a manual. What? Are you how did they hire this guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pilot so, not knowing how to okay. fly a plane. But that's yeah. okay. I'll get somebody who does to pull it into the the garage, and he wow. does. And then when he comes back, he's not working on your stick shift. When he comes back, the windshield is, you know, it looked better, but it's still you could notice the blemish. I wasn't terribly thrilled with that. But then he says to me, "Do you want to just go bring it around yourself?" I'm like I guess I have no choice. So I actually had to walk into the shop to bring out the car myself. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Why? You're, like, not allowed back there. You can call <laughs> and sue them. Uh, so when they gave me a survey to take afterwards, you know, I'm sorry. I had to say something. What's wrong with your staff here? You don't know how to drive a stick shift and you work on cars? I mean, come on. How do you hire I don't understand like that. that at all. Yeah, I, I love when you go to get a work done at a mechanic or auto technician or whatever you call them. And uh, there's always some additional problem. You know... Oh, yeah, I just want an oil yeah. change. Give me my keys. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in another 100 miles, you're going to need – I don't care. Then I'll come to you in 100 miles. I'm not yeah, doing anything here. else today but this. I would rather have my car blow up on me on the freeway <laughs> than give you more money now because I didn't plan on giving you more money, and that's not what I'm doing. Right. I'll wait till it that's happens. That's always the dealers that do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, like, you're going to need – do you really care about my car that much? I'm not paying you. Uh, like, you're going to need – 
Come back. Like, you drop the car off at, like, 1. Come back at 6. It'll be ready. Okay. All right. 3 o'clock, you get a call from them. Ooh, maybe they're done my car early. Yeah. Mr. Uh, something. Mr. Hassinger, uh, you, uh, your brakes are low. Uh, just change the oil. Uh, well, we changed the oil, but we noticed that your brakes are low. Change the oil and tell <laughs> me when that's upsell. done. Gosh, it never ends. Yeah. Dentists are doing that these days. <laughs> you know, you're going to probably need dentures in 50 years, so why don't we just go ahead and the extractions today. <laughs> yeah, we'll set the appointment for 2030, and you can come in here and get it all. Another <laughs> another 30 meals, and you're going to have some cavity work on your leg. All right, we'll deal with it then. Yeah, they're like cancer. They're, they're like doctors that found something. The mechanics. Uh, when yeah. we were under the hood changing the uh, air filter, we've noticed something. Now it might not be anything, but I'd like to take another look and have it stay for a couple days for observation and maybe do some uh, technician scans and a diagnostic test. Just change my oil. Just an overnight Just, stay. Yeah. When I worked at the oh, Lexus on the test drive, I remember this one going back to the <laughs> On the test drive, the guy says, so uh, what are you looking to do? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, well, are you looking to purchase? I said, yeah, I don't know. I could lease, I guess. I just don't know if that's... No, I mean, are you looking to wrap something up today? You know, you just, oh, I, yeah. I hate that. What a, <laughs> Stop being pushy. Are you looking to do something today? We're like I gym don't guys. know. Gym we guys. will find out, I guess. Yeah. What can I do? It's like the guys that sell you a gym membership. Well, here, here's what I want to do. I want to do, okay, I can do the 30 month. Up. Oh, see this number? See, it's 20 now. But I can also get your personal trainer, and that'll be about 250 a month. Whoa, hold the phone. Person, no. I don't need any of this for 250 a month. Uh, okay, well, give me your credit card so I can automatically charge these. But no, we're not doing that either. <laughs> stop milking me, son of a bitch. And if you want us to stop the automatic charges, you have to mail in a picture of yourself and your address and your uh -huh. credit card number right. to the moon uh, via NASA, and <laughs> then they'll contact you on your on your phone from the moon, and then you can cancel your, your subscription. They're so God, annoying. We need to prank impossible. call one of them these days. John, you did that once. You prank called a salesman at a car dealership. Yeah, right. Like this, this story, Biscardi, your story reminds me of the reason why we called uh, Fred Beans uh, in Doylestown. Uh, because my buddy was trying to buy a car and the salesman knew less than he did. And we, he was so angry at him. Talking about him on one of our shows, I was like, why don't we just prank him next week? And, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, and we did. And yeah, it was some of my finest work. Let's definitely do that. I'm gonna put let's it down. Get, let's let's get that. Down. Yeah, I like it. I'm writing it down. Are dealerships open on Sundays? No. We'll do it during some the week are. then. It's rare. Though. Yeah, here in Florida, some of them are. Yeah, it's rare though. Yeah, car Where's dealerships. Oh, where did I hear? I can't remember. Was it Florida? Yeah, some of them are open down here. It's weird. Florida. Yeah. I, I like like Mike said when that guy like poached him as he's like entering the lot. It's so funny. You can sense their presence. Like you go to a dealership, you're walking on the lot, and then like they kind of come out of the shadows. And it's yeah. like, how you doing? Beautiful car. You want to take it for a spin? Uh, yeah, I guess. I remember my dad was down here for you know two months. My parents come down here, and we were – I was like, why don't we just go to a dealership and just look and see what they have? So we go, we park, we get out of our car, we're just looking around, and all of a sudden, you know, you see him out of the shadows come lurking. And my my dad swoops down. Like, my dad has like a sixth sense for this because he was in the car business mm -hmm. his whole life. He just 
whispers to me, here comes a shark. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming for us. I'll tell you, I recommend everybody, if you're in between jobs or something, have a little time while you're waiting maybe for something bigger to open up, go be a car salesman. You will learn so much about how these guys operate, all the slimy things, particularly used cars. Go find like a used lot. Oh, God, yeah. You like this 86 Datsun with three wheels? So do I. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're, they have these giant pieces of shit, and they have to like shine them up and make them sound appealing. Ah, the 88 Festiva. Classic. Brown? Beautiful. Mike, did you were you a salesman for a while? For uh, three months, I remember doing the job, and uh, it was instantly it was at actually a Chrysler store. And I'll tell you, the, those oh, there's lingo to it. Oh, that's there's, right. Uh, there's a uh, you know there's a language that these guys use, and you, there's a whole process about taking in the trade for example how much money they're gonna bring it in for and then how much money they're gonna put on top of it that's, uh -huh. that's so much money in used cars because they the you know, new cars they can only charge so much but on a used car I mean they can essentially charge you know whatever they want typically you know they'll throw up to maybe five thousand dollars more because that's the gross that they the salesmen will get out of they get a percentage of the gross but, right. They're just thinking about the paycheck, you know. And it's... But, you know, one of the funniest things I knew this guy was doing. Clearly, he was um, he was trained to uh, do the same thing that I was when it came to the walk around for the trade in. So he's looking at my car. He's going, "What's that? Oh, oh what's this here? Oh, hmm, what's that? Looking like little tiny dings or scratches or something." And the theory behind it is when you do a walk around for the trade. Now it's your turn to play salesman. We're going to let the customer play the salesman. And this mm -hmm. is the chance that the salesman gets to uh, act like a buyer. And he doesn't have to have all the customer service qualities. He can. He's now trying to get you to realize that your car is a piece of garbage. Yes. <laughs> shouldn't buy it so that when he comes back with your low-balled number, you'll Makes agree sense. to it because it's justified now. So it's all this cheap psychology. And oh, gosh. I was trying to do that. And I said, yeah, nice try. <laughs> it's like Freudian. Or should I say Fordian? No! Oh. There's a uh, – real quick, here are the eight – I Googled this. Here's the eight uh, – classic lines that used car salesmen always say according to carinsurancequotes.net oh, uh, number eight we have overheard we need to make enough profit to pay for the lights the electricity and the salesman or sorry we have overhead we need to make enough profit to pay for the lights the electricity and the salesman number seven but you better hurry because when they're gone they're gone <laughs> number six there's no better time to buy a used car number five nah. beans I don't know what that means. Ask my wife. Beans. She's she's cooking a pot of beans, and she'd love to serve some for you. Okay, they're giving beans. Uh, people with bad credit driving everywhere. Right. Number three, we knew it had that problem. That's why it's priced so low. Number two, I don't know if I could do that, but I, if I could, would you buy this car today? And number one is... <laughs> I don't know if this is a real list. Number one is if you don't like our prices, you can kiss our ass. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I would love to yeah, hear that, though. I would pay more if the guy goes, if you don't like the prices, you can kiss our ass. I'd be like, finally, <laughs> some balls. You know what? What's the price? I'll Ten? You. I'll take it for 15. Yeah. Here's a personal check to you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's interesting. So, yeah. 
car sales. That was a good. Uh, the hell is wrong with people? I like that one. It's yeah, funny how he said a like, lot uh, of people, but yeah. Yeah. He said the um, like the guy didn't even fake pretending to know you know the questions that Biscardi asked him. He he could have like pretended and yeah. gave it like little more of an effort. Right. But I mean, just try. don't go out and sell something that you don't know anything about. You're supposed to when you get the job, you do your homework. You have to do your research. I mean, I'm not new. I don't work there, and I knew more about the car. Right. That's bad. That's that's so embarrassing too for him. It's like yeah, it's like, like clearly I don't care. I don't have to know that much about the car. I just need to know about how to talk to you about numbers and you know when you sit at the right. desk, make you realize that you just need this car. You need this deal, and I need it. Yeah. Well, you I'm sorry to have a commission life. only job, but if you don't like it, then go get a salary job. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. It sucks. It's not my problem. Go get another job. Not my choice. Yeah, go get another choice. job. They're the worst too. Oh. He had his his one like lame close attempt. So you wanna you wanna wrap this up today? Yeah. It's like, oh god, nice try, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll think about it. <sighs> All right. So wrap this up. What's that? Well, when I was getting, I was actually yeah. Um, yeah give me your money. Bought the Fiat. I remember there was this one dealership I went to, and um, at the car. time I, I had a truck. It was a, an old truck from the '90s. I restored it, put a nice paint job on it, uh, took all the dents out, it went crazy with like leather interior. I don't know why it did. I just I went nuts on this truck. So I put close to nine thousand into something that I bought Whoa. for fifteen hundred bucks. Wow. So I. The, the salesman at the time about that, and he comes back with a trade-in value of eight hundred fifty dollars. Because all they they do is they go on. Here's a VIN number, and I'll go on to Kelly Blue Book, and this is what the typical price would be on a trade-in value. So, but I told this guy, you know, this isn't uh, a beater. Okay, I, I put a lot of money into this thing. So when he comes back with the numbers, he's like, "Well, how, what if we let you break even, and we give you fifteen hundred? <laughs> Wrap this up. I'm like, no, that's not breaking even. No, <laughs> that's way below that. That's like seven grand below breaking even. And I didn't expect yeah. to get nine thousand out of it because I mean it's still a used truck at the end of the day. So I got that, but um, I ended up selling it to like a used car cash for car buyer because I got sick of dealing with selling it on my own. Gold for cars. It gave me a decent price for it, but. This one dealership, I told this kid, I said, I thought I told you early, do not bring a car sales manager out. I don't deal with car salesmen. I can take a car salesman. The managers are the worst. Are they? they yeah. Care. And this guy, I, I don't know what's going on. What? How do we get you? I, I got to know what number we need to get you to take this car today. 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 I just had a heart attack. They were holding yeah, my right. keys hostage so that I couldn't go anywhere. And oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. They do do that. Yeah. I uh, I just go whenever I buy a car, and I really want to buy a car because you know you were like on the fence. Uh, I just say to them, here here's the number that you have to get, yeah. and I'll buy it. I'll buy it. If you can't, then I then I won't. And there's been times where I've told the person like seven or eight times the same thing, like, hey, I right. just I told you it's that number or nothing, and they'll they'll go back to that you know, robot in the back and try to 
move right. numbers around and trick right. me and, and use their and it's like no no nope. touch desk that's that's the system yeah. it's called desk they go up to the manager's desk put their hands their palms on the desk say we got a deal yeah we got a deal that's actually literally what it is it's called the touch desk face <laughs> is it really it's, yes. a, it's a whole psychology to it yeah it's a system that i guess years of of um dealer when the automobile was invented there was a club of of dealers and they came up with this system all the managers did and they passed down the script for generations thereafter it's really just like what people do at a circus and like those you know those games that you play at a circus mm -hmm. they're all rigged and fixed right right they exactly. all have like a secret language on how to continually rip people off yeah oh my gosh it's and a I system remember, man whenever you took a phone call from somebody for like if somebody saw an ad in the paper Come down and take a look at this new escort. Big savings, but they don't actually give you a price. So people will call up <laughs> and ask for a price. Except we were tra they trained the staff to never give out the price over the phone. Never give somebody a reason to not walk into that door. So I just remember. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that um, I, one day I gave the price, and of course there was this salesman that I worked with. He was kind of an annoying guy, and, yeah. and so by the book, it just constantly. You can't uh, do that. Yeah. Uh, ask you, what was the purpose of that phone call? Oh. Uh, do, do you think that customer is going to come in now that you gave him the price? Now he has all the information he needs, and he can go into the one of the other guys. I'm like, oh, gee, okay, well, sorry. Yeah, why and do you a, care? So another time, I get a phone call from this Ugh. other guy. To, how much is it? And I'm like, all right, what's my answer to this? I said, uh, duh, how much do you want to spend? And the guy says, oh, you got to be kidding. Are you no, serious? you got to be kidding me. Already? You, you right, do negotiations? Right. You got some nerve on you kid and, I, and he hangs oh up on me i said gosh. i guess he's coming through the door now <laughs> why do you care leave me alone i'm trying to work yo that would be a great idea for the prank call yeah try to get them to say a number yeah yeah we should do that and then and then turn it around so when they say well i can't really disclose that i'll say oh because i have like 15 g's here just burning yeah. ready to go but i mean uh Oh, CarMax. They list everything I need. Oh, here's my... You know what? It's cool. No, no, no. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah, that is the best And just turn everything around. Uh, uh, I have a stack of 50 grand here I just wanted to get rid of today. And then... We a stack of fifty. I just I'm just I'm just petting these dollar bills stacked yeah. up here like Scrooge McDuck. And then we yeah. should we should finally get somebody to admit a price. And then I don't know. Let's just say oh it's eighty five hundred. That's all. Oh I I have twelve. You could have said fifty, and I would have tried to talk you down. But I have twelve here. <laughs> wait, no 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's try to do it this week sometime. We'll have to do one on the uh, on the on the West Coast. Um, with the timing, oh, yeah. probably, but uh, right, that's fine. We'll figure something out, but we should definitely do that. I think we need to do a a used car lot. Yes, and I'm a I'm gonna even go a step further and find one on Yelp that has like terrible reviews, so we know we're doing like a service. Yeah, like we're not just ads. yeah, we're not just like making fun of Being you assholes. know hardworking people. Like we'll find one that is like notorious, and we'll 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 tie up their phones for a few few hours. So beautiful. I wanted to cap off today's show, if we have time, with a uh, 
little pretty little pretzel food recipe. Um, John has uh, a friend of John's. Um, I'll let John speak to this, but um, Joanna yes, Lawner is a scrumptious food uh, chef that she makes in her spare time, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and always knowing, I'm reading her, her about section now, always knowing and being told she could write and articulate to appease a broad audience, she dreamed of starting a blog that would encompass more than just one category. So Pretty Little Pretzel, although newly founded, comes grounded with real-life experiences, relatable to many and equipped with experience in cooking, crafting, fashion, and storytelling. And uh, I think we have a little bit of a recipe today. Yeah, I always like to... Uh... I, I want to start ending the show with just, you know, something good for people tonight to, to whip up for dinner. Mm. And Joe, I, I, her name, everybody calls her Joe. Uh, she usually does something very delicious, but it's also, also got some, you know, health twisted through it. Uh, this one's zucchini, zucchini noodle pasta with a twist. Serves two oh, people, funny. takes 30 minutes to prep, 20 minutes to cook. Uh, the ingredients, half a yellow onion, three garlic cloves, two strips of turkey bacon, two large white mushroom caps. I'm going to take the turkey bacon out and put regular bacon in because what's the point? Yeah. Um, a cup cup of whole milk, half cup chicken stock, one tablespoon of unsalted butter, a half a cup of Romano cheese shredded, a uh, pack of thinly sliced chicken breasts, mm-hmm. one tablespoon herbs de Provence seasoning. Uh, two tablespoons of flour, Herbs. olive oil, two zucchinis, extra large, half cup baby peas, one tablespoon of salt, pepper, page, page basil, basil leaf. And if you want the directions, simply go to www.prettylittlepretzel.com for this week's zucchini noodle pasta Ooh. with a twist. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. There's a, she got a she's got a picture on there. She must have made it last night. It looks damn good. So, go check that out and make it tonight. It looks pretty good. I always like quick recipes and things like that. I'm one of those guys that doesn't want to spend a lot of time cooking something that's like more effort than eating it. Like I think the ratio for me is if it's longer to cook it and clean it up, like I don't want to do it. So, uh, these quick things like that are good and uh, I used to be like that. Uh, yeah, you're like a I, chef. Like, yeah, if this takes me longer to make than it does to eat, then what the hell am I doing? Yeah. But um, I don't know. You can get you can get it, it gets fun. It becomes kind of like a like an art like a project like an art project. Yeah, that's true. And you 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 tend to savor it a little bit. I made some some cool like some kind of rice meal last week. It took like 25 minutes to make, which <laughs> is like four hours. That's like my Thanksgiving dinner, and. Uh, <laughs> I was so proud of it. Like I, like Jen, here have some. She's like, "Oh, this is really good. Thanks for making dinner." I'm like, "Yeah." Like every five minutes, I'm like, "Hey, how about that rice?" <laughs> Finally, it's like I get it. You cooked once this year. Like you can bow and take a bow and have pride. I'm like, every morning, this rice like, is good. Every morning when you guys like wake up for breakfast, you're like, "Hey, how about I make that rice again tonight?" And it's like, like, "Oh." Okay. And really, it was one of those like. You boil it and it's done. I didn't like cut anything up. It was just I Use put it together stuff. and walked away for twenty five minutes. And I'm like, "How yeah. about this rice? Come on, everybody, let me do the conga." Like I'm dancing like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire in the kitchen, you know? Like I'm all like happy and like it's great. PrettyLittlePretzel.com is uh, Joe's website here. I think it'd be funny if we had her on the show once and we're like, "So, I mean, I, do you like pretzels?" And she's like, "Oh God, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> 
No, I'm gluten free. I don't. Ew, pretzels. Yeah, she she wants to come on, but I, I don't know if she's ready. I feel like she might have stage fright. So for now, I'll just do them. Well, we are a bunch of ruthless sharks on the show, so right, no, right. not at all. But yeah, thank you for that. That was a good little recipe. Um, <clears throat> do you guys have anything else? I think I'm going to uh, wind it down for today and uh, start planning uh, some things for the show. Well, Godspeed to the GIF, who passed away at the age of 84. Oh, yeah. Frank mm-hmm. Gifford. Frank Gifford passed away? Yep. Yeah. Today? Yep. This wow. morning a week shy of his 85th birthday. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second, actually. Frank Gifford. He was really good, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, he had one of those great voices that did Monday Night f- for a while. Yeah, he had. He was like a Harry Callis, and his, he had his right. recognizable voice. Oh, Frank Gifford. He kind of looked like Superman when he was a kid. Like, when you know he was what? younger, like he did. in college. I'm, I'm looking right at it. I just brought up an article of him, and... Yeah, he looks like he has the debonair charm of a young yeah. George Reeve. Wow. Former football player and veteran sports journalist Frank Gifford has died in Connecticut. His family announced on Sunday he was 84. Uh, I'll read the statement. In a statement, his family said, It is with the deepest sadness that we announce the sudden passing of our beloved husband, father, and friend Frank Gifford. Frank died suddenly this beautiful Sunday morning of natural causes at his Connecticut home. We rejoice in the extraordinary life he was privileged to live, and we feel grateful and blessed to have been loved by such an amazing human being. We ask that our privacy be respected at this difficult time, and we thank you for your prayers. And he was born in uh, Santa Monica. So rest in peace. Kathy Lee tweeted, Deep, deeply grateful to all for your outpouring. The grammar in here has got to be fixed, Kathy. I can barely read it. <laughs> Spelling and mis- Ah, You're doing him a disservice. Yeah, well, she's I probably mean, nine bottles of white wine. Right? Exactly. Ten. <laughs> Ten. If she, if she goes on to the, the show tomorrow with Hoda Kotb, she'll uh, probably be drinking <laughs> both glasses. Oh, I'm deeply grateful for the outpouring of service. Uh, thank you. What are you looking at? Because of what is, is stuff uh, reporting. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I wish oh, I Frankie. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was good. It was a good show. I want to make a confession. My audio sounds great now, but for the first 40 minutes, there was a delay, so I was actually anticipating what I was saying when I was doing it. I've gotten very good at on this show of anticipating sounds in my ear, which is, for me, it's creating some kind of uh, carpal tunnel and other issues because I'm a lot of whack right now. Like, I'm going to get up and walk into a wall, and it just, I don't know what's going on. It's just all kinds of... You can try to walk up steps that go down. Right. It's an optical illusion. I'm doing it forever. It's crazy. But yeah, guys, let's let's talk about this upcoming week getting one of these car guys on the show. Because I think what we could do is I'll call the number from here. Or if it's easier for you guys to do it there or whatever. And let's get like three of them. I'm hoping that one will pan out. That way if one doesn't answer, we'll back it up. Or do you think we should just pick one? good one and then just keep calling and get different salesmen well what i did uh the day that we we pranked uh the guy at fred beans uh i called him in the morning and i i did a voice so i i was calling him from my desk at call. like nine thirty in the morning i was like my good man i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be back around my house around eight o'clock i'd like to give you a call i need to come in and buy a car but i need to set up some things over the phone are you available at eight o'clock so then we called him from Skype at 8 o'clock, and 
of course he was out taking a shit or something. Yeah. And so then he called me back. I was like, you know, I left my, a message with someone. He called me back on my cell phone and I was like, oh, Joshua, my, my, my cell phone's acting all screwy. I got to call you back on my landline. And then I hung up with him and I called him right back from Skype and that's how we got him. Oh, good. You got them all, all fiddled up. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll look up, uh, you know, California. Yeah, look up some bad ones. What we could do too is if, if they give us some kind of hard stance on well, you got to come in. I can't. You know, we could say, look, uh, had, my daughter's had, going to college, and I I'm, need to buy her a car for transportation. So I need to come in. I have like. 20 minutes, I'll sign the paperwork, I'll, you know, you, I'll pay for it, but I need to set all the info up ahead of time because I don't have time to dilly-dally. I'm a very busy man, and I'm flying in to see my daughter at college, and I have very limited time, so I need to get, and I'll look up, a, we'll even do, go further and look up a college around that area and say I need to get all the info now and come in quickly Saturday to set it up, and that's it. I don't have time to, to dick around and kind of give them a, an like ultimatum. You're trying to buy it for your daughter that's going to a way that, you know, my baby is leaving me forever. She's going to college, so whatever car she wants, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to buy it. It's going to take you 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to give you cash and maybe a hand job, depending on how good your service is today. <laughs> so, all well, right. Well, he, he kept trying to get me – off the phone and set up a time to come in and I said well uh, Joshua you know what uh, I have a doctor's appointment for this growth that's on my foot here because I can't really walk around so uh, they mm. did some tests today uh, inconclusive but when I am ready to walk I will come in there Joshua I just need some questions answered <laughs> I just, I just need to do phone longer. oh man yeah if you if you're a, a dick about it like we that's they, they you're deserving of that prank yeah, it'll be good. I can't think of a better candidate, too, than a used car salesman that's rude. You know, we're not pranking, like, a food pantry or a hotel guy, which actually no. would be, which actually we could have a field day with that. But it's somebody that deserves it. So I think, yeah, I think prank calls, we need to have more of a, an intricate presence on the show of the Castle of Pod. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think that's going to do us for today. Please tweet right, us right. at the underscore podcastle. Uh, we're going to be talking more details about the 24-hour podcast coming up shortly. Join us for yes. episode of Nerd 35 this week. And remember to stay classy, live the dream. From Matthew Clark, Michael Scarty, and John Hassinger, good night. See ya. And God bless. Bye. Attention.